Hi, I'm Walter Lane, and you've tuned in to a sermon podcast from the Netherwood Park Church of Christ in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Thanks for listening. good to be with you this morning. Um, I wasn't here last week. We were up in Durango on the couples retreat. Had a great time up there with those of you who went up uh, with us. We appreciate you going up, enjoying that weekend. I also want to thank Chase for filling in so capably last week. Appreciate that very much. I want to encourage you, if you haven't had a chance to listen to Chase's sermon, if you weren't here last week, I would encourage you to go to our website, find our podcast podcast area and devote, I have the number here, 35 minutes and 23 seconds of your day to listening to Chase speak about renewing our minds. It'll be well worth your time if you'll do that, so take the time and do that. Uh, We're going to continue to explore our 2019 theme, which is on a mission. And I want to start out this morning by reminding you of some promises that I made to you a couple of weeks ago. As we were talking then about the importance of each one of us being faithful to our part of God's mission in our corner of the world, I promised you a couple of things. I promised you that I was going to work really hard during this year to change our image of mission. That was promise number one. Instead of immediately thinking of a few brave souls that are sent to some foreign country to proclaim the gospel while we sit at home and write our checks. During this next year, I'm going to strive to convince us that God's mission is much bigger and much more personal than that. Yes, his mission is to bless those countries in the far corners of the earth through the proclamation of his gospel. But I want us to also grasp that his mission is to bless the people in every corner of the earth including in this corner of the earth, and including your corner of that corner of the earth. And he intends to bring his blessings to every corner of the earth through every one of his people. Every one of his people being faithful to their mission calling. So one of my goals this year is to expand our vision of God's mission His mission to bless the nations. Because God's mission is way out there. But his mission is also right here, right in front of our noses. And the second goal that I have for this coming year is to personalize each of our roles in God's mission. 
I promise to work really hard at convincing you and convincing me, convincing us that all of us, all of us, every one of us are God's missionaries. You see, I want each of us to be convinced that God's mission is moved forward by some of his people doing really big things. But more often, his mission to bless the nations is moved forward through all of his people, including you and including me, all of his people, being faithful to consistently doing what are seemingly smaller things. So, two goals and two promises. Expand our vision of God's mission and convince us that we are all God's missionaries. So here's what's going to happen over the next several weeks in pursuit of those two goals. Each week, we're going to talk about a particular way in which you can be faithful to God's mission in your life, in your corner of the world. And some of the ways that we're going to talk about are really big, but most of them are relatively small. Some of the ways that we're going to discuss take place in the far corners of the world. But most of them are going to take place in your corner of the world. Some of the ways we're going to explore may only fit a few of us, just a a few that are called in that way. But most of what we're going to talk about fit all of us. So let's get started by asking the question that we're going to ask every week. And that question is, how do we bless the nations? Or maybe more accurately, how can we be faithful to our calling as God's missionaries so that God can bless the nations through us, each one of us? And I'm going to go ahead and give you today's answer. See, we can be faithful to God's calling. We can answer God's call We are missionaries when we walk in the ways of God. We bless the nations by walking in the ways of God. So what does it mean to walk in the ways of God? Well, I'm going to start by reading several biblical passages that are going to help us answer that question. What does it mean to walk in the ways of God? I'm going to start in Genesis chapter 18. And I'm going to start reading in verse 18. So this is God speaking. And God's speaking to Abraham, and he's speaking about Abraham. And he says, Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation. And all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just, so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised. So what does it mean to walk in the ways of God? Well, it means doing what is right. It means doing what is just. Righteousness and justice are ways of the Lord. Go forward in time a little bit to Deuteronomy chapter 10, starting in verse 12. And here it's Moses speaking, and he's speaking to the nation of Israel, and he says, And now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, 
to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. And skipping to verse 17, Moses continues and says, The Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality and accepts no bribes. He defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow. He loves the alien, giving him food and clothing. And you are to love those who are aliens, for you yourselves were aliens in Egypt. What does it mean to walk in the ways of God? Well, it means to serve him, heart and soul. It means to obey him in every way. And it means to imitate him by taking care of orphans and widows and aliens, by defending the defenseless. Because defending the defenseless is walking in the ways of God. In Micah chapter 6 and verse 8, the verse that was just read a few moments ago. This is the prophet, and the prophet is speaking, and he says, God has showed you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. So what does it mean to walk in the ways of God? Well, it means to act with justice. It means to love mercy. And it means to walk in humility with God instead of walking in arrogance away from God. Justice and humility and mercy are walking in the ways of God. Finally, from 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 3, this is the apostle writing, and he says, We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. And this is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. What does it mean to walk in the ways of God? Well, it means to completely obey the one we know and love. And it means that we walk in our corner of the world in the same way that Jesus walked in his. Loving obedience in the steps of Jesus, that's walking in the ways of God. You know, we all know this because we're living this. There are lots of different ways in which we can walk, aren't there? Lots of different ways. There are lots of different paths that are going every imaginable direction. There are countless people and countless philosophies and even now countless religions that are beckoning us to follow their ways. But their ways aren't God's ways. You know, throughout the Bible... Walking in God's way is contrasted, it's, it's held up in comparison, sometimes explicitly and sometimes implicitly, but it's often contrasted with walking in these other ways. For example, in the Genesis 18 passage that we just read, 
as God is speaking about Abraham being a blessing to the people because he's going to faithfully walk in God's ways. At the same time that God is saying those words, he's looking down. He's looking down in the valley on a couple of corrupt cities, Sodom and Gomorrah. He's looking down on cities that he's about to destroy, and he's about to destroy them because those cities aren't blessing the people by walking in God's ways. Instead, they're cursing the people by walking in evil ways. The contrast couldn't be even any more clearer. It couldn't be a starker contrast than what it is. God wants us to understand that part of what it means to walk in his ways is not to walk in the ways of other gods, not to walk in the ways of corrupt nations and corrupt people. When the prophet Micah talks about walking humbly with God, he draws a contrast. That's in contrast to walking without God. You see, walking in God's ways means we don't choose to walk in our own ways. I know you've all heard the expression, following in his father's footsteps. When we hear that expression, we know exactly what that means, don't we? We know exactly what that's referencing. It's referencing imitation. We have the image of a child observing his father and then doing his very best to walk exactly in his steps, to follow his example. Walking in God's ways is very much about following in our Father's footsteps. It's like, follow the leader. It's about imitation. It's about doing what God does. It's about caring what God cares about. It's about making his mission our mission. To use Micah's words, it's walking with God. Or as John said, it's walking like Jesus walked. See, if we're going to walk in God's ways, we must listen to what God says and we must watch what God does and then we should follow him as our model, as our example so that his ways become our ways. And what happens when we do that? Well, what happens when we do that is that we further God's mission by becoming visible exemplars. Those are kind of big words that basically mean that we're God's cities on the hill. We're God's representatives to the nations. We show other people about the nature and the character of God. The God that we serve and the God that we worship. You see, those who don't know God begin to discover who God is by watching God's children. Watching God's children as they follow in his footsteps. So I want you to know that when you imitate your father, when you follow in his steps, you are being his missionary. So walking in the father's footsteps, that's one way to understand what it means to walk in God's ways. Let me give you another way to understand this. So when you start out on a journey and you're going to some place that you've never been before, it really helps to have directions, doesn't it? It's nice to have a map 
or access to GPS. It really helps if you're going to someplace you've never been before. You need something to guide your path. And if you don't have something to give you guidance, chances are you're going to end up on the wrong path, going to the wrong place. And it occurs to me that's a pretty good description of life, isn't it? We're navigating this complex journey to some place that we've never been before. And the question for us is, what are we going to choose to be our guide? See, another way of understanding what it means to walk in God's ways is through the lens of travelers. As we're traveling through life in our corner of the world, we have to ask the question, is God going to be our guide? Are we going to try to go it alone? Or are we going to listen to some other voice telling us which path we should take? You see, walking in God's ways means that we choose to be guided by God. It means that our ethics, the principles that guide all of our actions and all of our decisions and all of our behavior in every aspect of our life is something that comes from God. So walking in God's ways means going where God says. And it means doing what God says to do. We walk in his path by following the directions he's given us. And when we walk in that path, when we trust and we obey his directions, we're furthering God's mission. Because what we're doing is we're reflecting God into the day-to-day journey of human life and reflecting it to the humans with whom we're doing life. You see, those who don't know God's path begin to discover God's path by watching his children navigate life his way. So when you're guided by God on your life journey, you are his missionary. Imitating God, being guided by God. Those are two excellent kind of big picture ways to understand what it means to walk in God's ways. You may have noticed something else in those scriptures that we read. There are a couple of recurring themes, kind of more specific ways that indicate that we are indeed walking in God's ways. You'll remember in Genesis chapter 18, God said, Keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. In Deuteronomy, Moses said, God defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow. He loves the alien, giving him food and clothing. And you are to love those who are aliens, for you yourselves were aliens in Egypt. And in Micah, the prophet said that God's people are to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with their God. So part of what it means to walk in God's ways, one way of imitating God, one way of being guided by God, is to be concerned about righteousness, to be concerned about justice in your corner of the world. Why are you concerned about righteousness and justice? Because God is concerned about righteousness and justice. 
See, we walk in God's ways when we do what needs to be done to help restore, to help bring back in our corner of the world, to help restore things back to what is right in God's eyes. There are a couple of different ways to think about doing what is right in the sight of God. The first way to think about it is that we take every opportunity in our corner of the world to do for others what God wishes to have done for them. Take every opportunity in our corner of the world to do for others what God wishes to have done for them. Why do we defend the defenseless? Well, because God wants them defended. Why do we clothe the naked and feed the hungry? Well, because God wants them clothed. God wants them fed. We take every opportunity to do for others what God wishes to have done for them. It's walking in the ways of God. There's another way of thinking about doing what is right in God's eyes. A second way to think about doing what is right. You see, we walk in God's ways when we do for others in our corner of the world what God has already done for us. See, when we're merciful, well, we're merciful because we have received mercy. We're walking in God's ways when we're loving because we have been loved. We're walking in God's ways when we're forgiving because we have been forgiven. We're walking in God's ways when we take every opportunity to do for others what God has already done for us. So when we do for others what God wishes to have done for them, and when we do for others what God has already done for us, we're walking in God's ways. And we're being God's missionaries. So here's that question again. What does it mean to walk in the ways of God? Well, remember, there's a contrast. His ways aren't like any other ways. And there's imitation. We're following in our Father's footsteps. We're following in Jesus' footsteps. And there's guidance. Our actions, our ethics, they're determined by his directions, not by any other directions. So as we near the close, I want us to listen to Peter as he kind of ties all of this together for us. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Peter says, you're a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You are a people belonging to God so that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So what? So, dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul and live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Verse 
do you hear what Peter's telling us? See, Peter says you have an identity. And that identity that you have been given, your identity in God, that stands in stark contrast to the world. And if that's truly who you are, if you're truly a people belonging to God, then you have no choice about how to walk. He says your ethics will reflect who you are. He says you must walk in God's ways. You must walk in the right way. You must walk in the light way. And you do that by imitating God. You do that by doing the good things that are right in God's eyes. And Peter says, if you'll do that, if you'll live the identity that you've been given, if you'll walk in God's ways, mission's going to happen. Non-Christians will see who you are. They'll see whose you are by your actions, and they will glorify the God. They'll glorify the God they see in you. See, our identity as God's children, it determines our actions. It determines our ethics. And our ethics further God's mission in our corner of the world. So if you don't take anything else with you this morning, I want you to take this with you this morning. Listen to this. The ethical quality of your life provides the link between your calling and your mission. Listen to this again. It's really important. The ethical quality of your life provides the link between your calling and your mission. Now, you ready for that in plain, blunt English? If you claim to be God's people, but you don't act like it, you can't be an effective missionary for God. If you claim to be God's people, but you don't act like it, you can't be an effective missionary for God. And that's why we're going to spend several weeks first talking about how we walk before we talk about what we should say. Because if we don't walk in God's ways, we won't be agents in his mission. The way we walk in our corner of the world will either validate the gospel or will rob the gospel of all of its power. May we never rob the gospel of its power. May we always walk in the ways of God. Let's pray. Father, you have made us your people. You have made us holy. You have made us righteous. You have redeemed us. Father, help us to walk as those who are redeemed. Father, help us to walk in your ways so that others may see you reflected in our actions. So that they'll come to know you and come to praise you. So that your mission will be moved forward. And Father, so that our corner of the world can start to be transformed by you working through us. And Father, we pray this through the name of Jesus who is the Christ. Amen. Missional challenge number seven.
A visible exemplar challenge. That sounds very impressive, doesn't it? What I want you to do during this week is I want you to stop and reflect and meditate and pray about this. How can you better show the nature and character of your God to those who are in your corner of the world? Won't you take the challenge? Let's stand. Let's sing.